Hi, this is Stacy Hyde with Envision Financial Planning, and I'm back for another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today I would like to talk about <clears throat> passwords. I know that they are the bane of everyone's existence. You have to have unique, secure, every site has its own requirements. But I want to talk a little bit about why that's so important and some ways that it might be easier. I would say the most important thing is that your email that you use as your go-to email for purposes of your financial accounts um, be different than your uh, password that you use for any banking information. That to me is the most important thing you can do. And it needs to be a good password, not your kid's name or your grandchild's name. and the year you were born, because those are easy to guess. Um, if you've never Googled yourself, Google yourself and see just how much information is out there on, on you so that you understand how important a secure password really is. And then create a password and you can write it down. You can have a piece of paper that you keep it on, but be careful if there's people regularly in and out of your house um, that can be compromised. Um, I personally use a service called 1Password. The reason I like that is we have a family plan and it allows me to keep my personal passwords separate from those that I may want to share with other members of my family, say my husband. So we have a shared vault that has all of our uh, passwords for subscriptions, for our bank accounts, for uh, automation devices that we use around our home, like cameras and such. And then we have one that's shared more broadly with our entire family. Pretty much, as you can guess, that's the Netflix password, Hulu password, that sort of thing that we're sharing with all of our family. So I think that's important to have something like that, that, that works. The reason I like one password so much is that I only have to remember one password that's the name and then everything else will autofill but they're very secure unique passwords and I do have a fairly long password that is my um, <clears throat> primary password but the only time I use that particular password is to get into my vault and they encrypt all the passwords so without the secure key that is my personal password those passwords are not accessible to anyone else. And so I think that that's a real key thing. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I have recommended online savings accounts and sometimes people are very worried about that. Um, and I would tell you um, that you really shouldn't be unless you um, are not careful with your passwords. And while two-factor authentication, meaning that you have to use an authenticator app or get a text to put in a code um, to log in, while that can seem annoying, it really is designed to help keep your account safe. So don't turn that off if given the option. I would definitely always leave on two-factor authentication. And <clears throat> the password manager is a great way to keep track of that. For example, one password has an app that I have on my phone. So even on my phone, I can use that to fill passwords. I'm not saving that to my Apple account. Wall Street Journal uh, about a month ago had an article about how 
Apple was great, but if your phone got stolen and somebody had hacked your passwords, they could potentially get access to your passwords, whereas 1Password, it's completely separate from Apple. So if you lose your phone, you can get it back. You just need that 1Password that you use to access it. It also sits as a little add-in on my internet browser that I use on my computer. So it does make it easy to keep secure passwords and to keep it secure across devices. So that is my financial tip for today because financial fraud is real. The bad guys are getting smarter. Always be careful when you're going to any financial services website that you've typed it in correctly, um, that you're not following a link in an email. <clears throat> a good rule of thumb is if you get an email about an account, don't click on the link, go directly to that website and log in that way and see if you can find what they're talking about. And if all else fails, the phone is also a great way to call the number on the back of your card or call the number on your statement and see if it's actually something that they sent you. So thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less.